this week on Talking Back. All right, who cracked the moon? Talking Back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. With me, as usual, in studio today is part-time co-host, Dean. Dean, how are you doing? I'm doing great today, Tim. Yeah, you're doing great. I'm yeah. doing great as well. I'm doing great. I had a, had a good week because I got to dig into some great material we're going to talk about oh, this week. I'm so excited about this material. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big movie fan and we've talked a lot about movies but i have a soft spot in my heart for comics yeah me too so uh i wanted to talk about this one for a while and why are we talking about it i don't know know why i don't know why no because you told me to read it (laughs) because this is our podcast and we talk about whatever we want to talk about right i forgot about that the things we like so uh we're going to talk about all-star superman now I wouldn't be opposed to talking about other things if listeners wanted to pitch something. I'd I'd consider. Do you mean right, right? now? Because I read this whole book and I want to talk no, about this whole book right no, no. now. We'll do this one. Okay. We're, we're all set for this one right okay, now. Good, but good. just in the future, if anybody had ideas or requests, I can't promise that we'd do them. But maybe if we like them, we'd probably do them. I like seeing requests. Yeah. Well, that'd be fun. All right. So, what else? We always just get right into it. I know. Let's slow burn this one. Let's just let's just let's talk just to each ease. other like <laughs> brothers and friends. Let's ease into this one. So, How are you doing, Tim? Oh, I never oh, ask thank, you. Thank you for asking. I never throw it to you. No, you don't. No, that's very I'm nice. So of rude. You. Very nice of you to ask. I'm doing very well. I had a good week. I've got a lot of energy right now. I'm just ready to talk about this comic book. Great. So it's a little bit hard just to be pulling off a little bit here. But let's do that. Let's slow it down. Okay. Let's perfect. slow it down from fourth gear, maybe into second gear a little bit. Okay. I like it. Okay. Usually I just get out of my car, get to the studio and we start recording. So I've, right. I've just been shifting gears. That's right. Yeah. And then I jump in and I'm ready to go. Right. So maybe let's just get you calm okay. for a bit. Are my levels a little high? No, they're not. Okay. You're fine. Okay. But let's calm you down and okay. then ramp Great. you back up. Great. Perfect. Uh, I cleaned the studio for us today. The studio smelt great yeah. when I walked in today. Yeah, that's the smell of clean. Yeah, it was it was a great smell. Some <laughs> nice music playing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really a nice atmosphere. In yeah, here. it's it's I, maybe we don't even do this right now. Maybe we just turn the mic off and <laughs> yeah, just chill, chill out. for a bit. Yeah, we yeah, sounds good. Let's actually, shut it come off. to think yeah, of it, we don't need to do this podcast no. right now, do we? It's over. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll catch you <laughs> next time. Does get no, on. no, no, no. We're, we're kidding. <laughs> we're kidding, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about this. Okay, we can do it. Okay. Well, let's get into it then. How about that? So, Sounds good. Okay. All-Star Superman. This is what's known as an imprint of DC Comics. Do you know what an imprint is? Uh, I do. Okay. So for, for the listeners who might not, um, another way to think of an imprint for um, a comic, comic book publisher would be like a brand, a brand of, of DC. So... If we talk about, let's say, Coca-Cola as a brand, they have regular Coke, they have Diet Coke, they have Coke Zero. So DC has Superman, but they also have All-Star Superman. So two separate brands. So Dean, put you on the spot. Okay. Why would they do that? Why would they have two separate brands like that? 
Um, why they would do that uh, in a comic book is because you have continuity and you have a a story that's being told for each character in these comics and you don't really want to mess with that. And you don't want to throw something in there that might not jive with the character or that he wouldn't or she wouldn't regularly do in their normal run. So if, sometimes they have these other Browns so that writers are free to do kind of off the wall things with the characters and it creates a little bit of a unpredictable comic. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So that's a really cool idea. Very. I'm very on board cool. with that. Yeah, definitely. I'm buying a ticket and I'm getting on that train. And, and it's leaving the station with me on it. Awesome. Yeah. So, All-Star Batman and Robin, All-Star Superman, and All-Star Batman are released. While All-Star Wonder Woman, All-Star Batgirl, and All-Star Green Lantern are announced, but never reach publication. Right, which is uh, interesting. Why? Why is it interesting? I think it's interesting because uh, Frank Miller gets All-Star Batman and Robin, or All-Star Batman, one, one of the two, or both. Frank Miller did All-Star Batman and Robin. Okay. And writes one of sort of the worst Batman stories ever. And Grant Morrison gets All-Star Superman and writes one of the best Superman stories ever. So they have the best and they have the worst in this launch and they're like, we're done. Okay. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> okay, that's it. <laughs> yeah, this is too much. They were uh, walking on thin ice. <laughs> they were walking on thin ice. They have, And they already had like kind of the greatest from Grant Morrison and then the worst from Frank Miller. So they're like, maybe we just, maybe we just stop right there. Okay. Well, I didn't read All-Star Batman and Robin and now I definitely won't. Uh, don't. Uh, yeah. Frank Miller is basically the opposite of Grant Morrison. If you, like, what we're going to talk about in All-Star Superman today, Frank Miller does the opposite. He kind of uh, digs the character deep into a hole and then buries him there. And mm. uh, it's something you just don't want to see when you when you read that uh, when you read that comic. He really takes, takes the reins of, do whatever you want with the character, because no one's going to care, because it's okay. a side brand. Yeah. And he just does some things that are way off. Okay. All-Star Superman is a 12-issue ongoing comic book series, and it was released from November 2005 to October 2008. The powerful Grant Morrison writes the story, and the mighty Frank quietly draws the pictures. I like that. <laughs> the powerful and the mighty. <laughs> so, Grant Morrison, as a writer, he never was interested in doing a Superman origin story. He never wanted to like retell the classic narratives. But what he did want to do was he wanted to do a complete overhaul of the character. But instead of just creating a fresh and relevant update for the readers, he wanted to write a collection of Superman stories that could be considered timeless. Do you know how the concept sort of came about for him? I do. Okay. Yeah, I was about to get into it, okay. but, but go ahead and go ahead. You're you're there already, so. Okay, so I don't know what 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 you have, but uh I've, I've got well, I've got a quote from him about it. Okay. So, do I've you got wanna... a, I've got a story from another writer. Okay. So, you go with yours first. Okay, I'll do yeah. the quote yeah. from uh uh Grant Morrison. Okay. So, he is outside of San Diego Comic-Con with an editor from DC, and they're trying to come up with um the new like take on Superman and what they're going to do. And they're having all sorts of trouble figuring out how to do this overhaul. When they're approached by a man who's dressed as Superman. And he said the man was kind of 
shamanistic in 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 the way he was carrying himself and, and stature. So this is how Morrison described the interaction. He said, He was perched with one knee drawn up, chin resting on his arms. He looked totally relaxed. And I suddenly realized this was how Superman would sit. He wouldn't puff out his chest or posture heroically. He would be totally chilled. If nothing can hurt you, you can afford to be cool. A man like Superman would never have have to tense against the cold, never have to flinch in the face of a blow. He would be completely laid back, untense. With this image of Superman relaxing on a cloud, looking out for all of us in my head, I rushed back to my hotel room and filled dozens of pages of my notebook with notes and drawings. That's great. I love Grant Morrison. He just gets it. He's he's cool. I know you could probably talk for the entire podcast I'm about Morrison. Just so Grant Morrison. I'm gonna try to curb that a little bit, but I want you to say you rein me you in whenever. But he is just like he writes these stories that have big, huge ideas, and he also writes them with a big heart. Like he puts everything into every character that he writes. He gets a take on a character, and this is be the one on Superman just running into the sky. He gets his take on Superman and he just writes this story with like all his heart put into it. And so I actually, the story I heard is from that editor. So you have the story from Grant Morrison. I have the story from the editor. <laughs> Perfect. So this, it, it okay. differs a little. I bet it does. Okay. So they're in, they're sitting there trying to figure out how to write Superman. And he sees this, um, this man dressed as Superman who's really filling out the costume. Like this isn't just a guy with like padding on or and fake muscles. This is tall strong man who looks like superman grant morrison thinks this is superman okay (laughs) like this is the the universe has sent me superman right to tell me what to do with him amazing so he goes up to him this is what the editor says he goes up to that superman and starts to interview him as he is superman oh my goodness asking him questions to answer and the guy never breaks character that is so cool immediately figures out what is going on and answers as Superman. He asks him what he thinks about Batman. He asks him what he thinks about Lois Lane, Wonder Woman, what he would do in his final days. Asks him all these questions, taking notes, and takes that back and writes the story. Like, he's just, it's so beautiful, this guy, how much of himself he throws into his work. Yeah. Yeah, he throws everything. Yeah. Here's the interesting thing. After that encounter, Morrison takes his ideas and refines them. And along with Mark Millar and a couple others, they pitch it to DC. In 1998, (laughs) they title it Superman 2000. Oh, wow. Yeah. They came up with this idea like, you know, 10 years before it actually came to fruition. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was crazy. Totally. So it it was, uh, the project was initially greenlit, but then, then they turned it down. Okay. So years later, after working at Marvel... Morrison is contacted by DC and they ask if he'd consider coming back to DC to work on a Superman story. And they said Morrison could choose whatever artist he wanted. So Morrison agrees, chooses Frank quietly, and they go. They go from there. So do you know what the connection with Morrison and quietly is? I don't know the um, personal connection. I know the professional okay. connection. Yeah, they've worked on a few things yeah. together. But they're both from uh, Glasgow's. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they, awesome. they both kind of grew up in the same time and uh, ran in the, some of the same circles. So that's how they uh, knew each other. That's interesting. And they are one of like the greatest pair of writer and artist. Yeah. Uh, like, like there's a lot of great pairings of writer and artist, but they are definitely 
up there as one of the best. Yep. So I got one more quote here. Now, I'm not sure who this is from. It's, I think it's from somebody on the creative team. Okay. But they said this about the story. They said, The Superman relaunch we're selling bucks the trend of sweeping aside the work done by those who came immediately before. Unlike the cosmic reset revamps all too prevalent in current comics, our new Superman approach is an honest attempt to synthesize the best of all previous eras. Our intention is to honor each of Superman's various interpretations and to use internal story logic as our launching pad for a reimagined, streamlined 21st century Man of Steel. The cosmic reset notion has been replaced by a policy of include and transcend with regard to past continuity. Our intention is to restore Superman to his preeminent place as the greatest superhero of all. And Tim, here is just where I'm getting excited. And I'm starting, I'm, I'm smiling, and all the uh, all the Grant Morrison things I want to talk about are running through in my head, and you're going to want to stop me. But this is what Grant Morrison does. I fell in love with him on Batman when he took the run of Batman, and he said, there's all these stories in the past. This is a character that's been here since the 30s. We can't just ignore everything that's happened. It's the same character running through. So I'm going to write a story that connects every single age of Batman and connects it into one guy and how that one guy could have went through all this stuff. And he does the same thing here with Superman. And it's it's ambitious and it's amazing. And it works. And he, it works. He pulls it off. In both times. I mean, I would say, as a whole, this is more accepted than his Batman run is. His Batman, he has a lot of stuff to try to tie together in Batman, and I think some people don't like it. Uh, I love it, but I think this Superman is definitely more widely accepted as this works. It won the Eisner for Best New Series, and then it won the following year for, for Best Continuing Series. Awesome. So people loved it. Deserved. I love it. You love it. I love it. It's I love these lovable. guys. <laughs> it's lovable. <laughs> what else can we say? So I'm going to give a story synopsis, and then we're going to go through the story. Okay, good luck. It's easy. Oh, okay. You just have to keep it very, very high level. One sentence. Two, two sentences. Two, okay. Three sentences. It's okay. short. It's short. Listen. Let's l- hear it. Listen to this. Let's hear it. Lex Luthor completes a trap for Superman that will ultimately kill him. Superman has one year left to live. During that time, he has a list of tasks he needs to complete to help humans and Kryptonians. Great work. Not bad, eh? Yeah, great work. That synopsis is perfect, yeah. (laughs) So 12, they call them episodes in the book. They do, yeah. Interesting. But we'll call them episodes. Perfect, yeah. As well. Yeah. So... Episode one. I wonder why they did that. I don't know. It's weird. It, it's like, it's like, uh, it's more grandiose. Yeah. I find rather right. than issue or, or book. It's it like is. Episode. It's, yeah. it has a little bit more pull. Yeah. Uh, Morrison makes these big epics. I think he knows he's, he's making epics. Like, so. Yeah. I think he's, he's calling it episodes to make it, like you said, bigger, mean more. Well, also, you know, as he's trying to tell 12 different stories, you know, these kind of are, could be individual episodes, right? Like there is the, the the common theme going all the way through the 12 issues. But it, like we mentioned, each one is a standalone story. Yeah, right? it's, it's just another thing that Morrison does. He always writes these, sometimes more than 12. He writes these long runs where each one can stand on its own. Each issue episode yeah. can stand on its own. 
but there's something going through them all that you will get. Like, if you go to that last one, he's pulling things out of that first one. Yeah. Um, he's got that story for the whole thing, which is, it's just great storytelling. Yeah. Okay, let's get into it then. Episode one. So the cover art for this is great. It's that inspired image of the Superman he met, like, sitting calmly, you know, uh, just arm on his knee, chilling, yeah. up on a cloud. He's sitting on a cloud. I love it. It's awesome. And it's he's just amazing. overlooking kind of the city. Yeah. So, um, as usual, I will kind of go through the story here, but stop me when you have something to say. Yeah. And let's just, you know, converse about each of these episodes. Great. All right. So it starts off, we see a ship falling towards a sun and the ship is extremely close, right? We learn a little bit later that the team on the ship is called the DNA Project. Now, their mission in general is to try to engineer a new race of superhumans in case anything ever happens to Superman. So, they're on board. All of a sudden, one of the team members mutates into this huge purple creature with what I, the only the only thing I could figure out to use to describe what this guy looked like was that he has nipple mountains on his back <laughs> with green light coming out of them. That's good. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's what, it looks like little mountains with nipples on yeah, the end. Yeah. And light shining out. Yeah. And it's weird. It's weird. And it's great because the way it's just brought up is he says, oh, I remember I'm a suicide bomb. (laughs) (laughs) I remember I've been genetically engineered to be a suicide bomb as he's growing and like transforming and turning. Yeah, they get right into it. There's no time. It's like right away. Page one or two, just kind of like, okay, there's a spaceship. And now this guy's exploding into a purple creature. Yeah. I, at this point, I have to. Sort of close the book, go back to the first, you know, open it again, yeah, go like, back to the first I page. It's like, I okay. something. Yeah, okay, I wasn't ready for that. I yeah. wasn't ready for it to start immediately. Okay, yeah. it's like, I'm prepared now. Yeah. Let's try again. Like one of the pages was stuck together or yeah. something, and you missed it. Yeah. What we learn is Lex Luthor is back on Earth, and he's controlling this purple creature. But why would he do this? Why would Lex Luthor... Why does to... Lex Luthor do anything? Why would he do this? Why would he control this purple monster out in space? Anyways, Superman shows up, right? Mm-hmm. To save the day. Of course. As he does. He pulls the creature from the ship and he eye blasts the living shit out of it. He does. Like, it's this most powerful, chaotic eye blast I've ever seen seen from Superman. Normally, they're like these clean, concise little lines. This thing is like huge. It's jaggedy. It's going everywhere. It's almost like electrical. It yeah. seems, gives you that feel, right? Like, almost like it's something new for him. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. So, Superman it clearly destroys that thing real quick. After the fight, Superman is back on a moon base with the, the DNA project. Mm-hmm. And they're running some tests on him. Now, apparently, because he was so close to that sun, and the temperature was 6,000 degrees Fahrenheit, Superman has tripled his strength, tripled his curiosity, his imagination... His creativity, it's made him three times more honest. So it's basically tripled everything, right? And he's picked up new superpowers. But but his cells are so saturated with solar radiation that they're actually exploding one by one. And because of that, Superman is going to die. Yeah. Like, they don't know what to do to stop this. This is a great line. Superman, he says he can see it. Like, he's... He's looking at his hand. Yeah. And he says it's like tiny fireworks below his skin. Yeah. That's so cool. It is. It's neat. And it's just to kick off the story by not only tripling 
you know, Superman's strength and intellect, but also sort of putting him on a clock that he's coming towards death. It's taking his powers where already the first, like, complaint about Superman from anybody you talk to who isn't into Superman says he's too powerful, so he's not interesting. What Morrison does is makes him even more powerful, but then also gives him something humane, which is dying. He gives him an end that he can see, a diagnosis that you might die. And so right away, Morrison says it's not about the powers. Stop that, like, stop that argument that he's not interesting because of his powers. I'm going to make him interesting and I'm going to give him even more powers than he already has. It's great. It is great. Yeah, I like that. Right away, we find out he's going to die. Yeah. Kind of neat. It is. It's not like a story could be told like this where you figure out like maybe halfway through or something that he's going to die. And that's why this stuff is happening. But right away, it's like you the, know what the story is going to be. Yeah, it's like the anti-origin story, right? Yeah. Where chapter one is normally, this is how this guy came to exist. This chapter one is, this is how this guy's going to die. Yeah. Uh, it's really neat. That's it for episode one. Episode two. Superman has told Lois Lane that he's Clark Kent. Probably because of this diagnosis, right? Definitely, yeah. It's her birthday. I'm getting excited already for this one because <laughs> it's so cool. It's I don't know, I've been smiling, so this, many. Whole, I've been smiling <laughs> this whole podcast. Like so it. many of these are so <laughs> exciting and I'm just so happy to talk about them. It's great. A couple of them are garbage, though. I don't know if you're on the same page as me, but I'm against a couple of them. Okay, I got a we few in my mind. We'll get there. I got one in my mind. Okay. It's Lois's birthday, and he takes her to the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. And this is where I think we get to meet this new type of Superman that we haven't really met before, and where I think Morrison has evolved this character. So he's a super intelligent scientist. Yeah. In this book. Great. He reminds me a little bit of like how well of a detective Batman is. Superman is now this genius scientist and he's got all these weird collections and experiments going on and one of the ones we see is he's he's got this cosmic anvil from olympus and he's using it to chip small pieces off of a sun he's got a little sun about the size of a baseball yeah and he uses the cosmic anvil from olympus to break off little pieces to feed a baby sun eater that he caught that was prowling the orbit of Jupiter. <laughs> and like, he like loves this little sun eater. It's like his, <laughs> like, it's it's like like his, his pet. pet. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so neat. But he's got all sorts of different things like this going on in the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. And it's really uh, cool. It, it is really cool. And it's definitely, you get a feel in this book that like every living creature deserves to be loved. Yeah. It's like, even if it, even if it is doing something that you think is bad. It's just either like misunderstood or just doesn't really quite get the rules or the etiquette, or it's just doing what it needs to survive. The sun eater is just eating suns because that's what he needs to survive. And Superman kind of has him as his little pet. That's a good point because he kind of has that same caring for Luther throughout this book. For sure. He never really gives up on him. He, he always is still trying to find like that, that ounce of goodness in Luther. So that is a definite character trait of Superman in this book. Yeah. So this is really funny. So Superman takes Lois around all these different experiments and it looks like they're there for a little while. And then uh, he goes off to do something. She goes off to her room 
And she starts to get super paranoid. Oh, yeah. And she starts to think that Superman is actually planning to use her in one of these experiments. There's a bunch of pages of her freaking out and running around yeah. and eventually finds a weapon. She finds a kryptonite gun and then is looking for Superman. And then she finds him and she shoots him. Yeah. But uh, since Superman's three times as powerful now, kryptonite doesn't really work on him. She doesn't believe that he's Clark Kent. She's like, he must be like pulling a fast one on me, yeah. right? Just to just to get me. She first starts to think that, oh, it's just like a birthday uh, trick. Like they're all going to pop out and say, surprise, you know, we tricked you. And then, yeah, she starts to sort of descend into madness of being super paranoid. And you're like, what's going on? Yeah. So after- how does she mistrust him so much? <laughs> I know, right? You buy into it though. Oh, you start I, to I believe it. And she it. sells it because then you. Then I'm reading it and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be just like, what is going on here? Yeah. Yeah, so after she shoots him, he he figures out that he was in a room, one of the labs, and he was synthesizing some alien chemicals, and he had accidentally left the door open. And one of the side effects is visual distortions and extreme paranoia. So she just caught the scent of this experiment and started getting super paranoid. And shot him. That would have killed him. No, she shot him. him. Yeah, it would have normally killed him. It would have normally killed him. Yeah. But then uh, all's forgiven, and Superman gives Lois her birthday present. Yeah. And it's a superwoman suit. Which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's a it's a suit, but it's also a serum. Well, he gives her the suit first. And okay. She opens up the present of the suit, and that ends. Oh, the serum doesn't come till the next episode. Yeah, this. Okay. I mean, the serum comes right away, but the the disconnect is that episode two ends right as he gives her this super, okay. superwoman suit. Yeah, and then we start episode three, and he comes to her with one more present, and it's this vial. And it's a, basically, it's a super power serum, and it will give Lois his powers for 24 hours. I'm just like, I'm on the floor at that point. Yeah. Like, this is such a cool idea. You I don't think that's been done before. No. That idea? And you can come up with, like, any of these ideas in this book makes sense, because you've tripled his intelligence. So he can now come up with anything that he couldn't before. He can figure out how to do these things. Really, yeah. Also, probably making like a uh, a serum that gives someone Superman's powers is probably dangerous, right? He probably wouldn't want that out in the world, right. as we might see later in this comic. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's been given his diagnosis and his time to live, so he's going to give Lois uh, 24 hours to feel like he feels. Yep. She drinks it, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. I drink it so fast. Of course. It'd be awesome. Now, do you think that gives her the powers he has then? Like the three times everything or just normal Superman? I think just normal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they head to the city to fight this beast, Crawl. Yeah. <laughs> and in his words, in Crawl's words, he's determined... To eat your children. <laughs> That's what he says. He looks great. He in just this wants children. He wants children. He's, just, He's got a taste for children. He's just throwing cars around, grabbing children. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder yeah. why he likes children so much. I don't know. Maybe yeah. you know. Maybe he has sensitive teeth. Maybe. Yeah. He has those soft bones. Yeah. <laughs> Something soft to chew. So they're gonna go, and Lois is gonna stop this thing. But unfortunately, before they can get there, Samson shows up and he picks up Crawl and throws him out of orbit yeah. and through the space station. 
He doesn't care. What a dick move. He's such a dick. He's he just so... destroys the space station for no reason? Yeah, this is this is a great chapter because a couple of supers come into this oh, chapter. Oh, this chapter is amazing. It's amazing. A couple supers come into this chapter who have equivalent type powers to Superman and they get the job done. But they do destruction everywhere. Like, they do mm. that. They grab Crawl and throws him through the space station. I mean, I'm okay with Crawl going like that. But, this, like, why are you... Just send him a little no. bit to the right and miss the, sta- totally. the station. Totally. Samson doesn't care. He probably did it on purpose. That's, that's <laughs> the problem. Well, that's the vibe Samson gives off in this Totally, totally. Episode. So then Atlas arrives as well. Yeah. I don't know who Atlas is. Do you know who Atlas is? I don't, know. I, I didn't really... It didn't matter. I was just like, okay, yeah. Like you said, there's another super here. So they both arrive now. You've got Samson and Atlas... And they start hitting on Lois. Yeah. Because she's got, she's a super, she's yeah. a super now. It's great. So they propose to Superman that they have what they call a challenge for the ages yeah. to see who Lois will spend her birthday with. It's so funny. It is so it's, funny. I'm dying at that it's point. Rid- and then like Superman's like, Lois, what are you doing? Why are you like letting them do this? And she's yeah. like, it's my birthday. Right. That's right. Yeah. She's kind of <laughs> into it. Yeah. She's, she's like, like, if there's going to be a couple dumb guys that want to like, uh, have some sort of strength challenge for my honor. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. So clearly Superman's not into it. Yeah. Um, but the, the group of them, they, they, I guess somebody, I think Superman went to get crawl yeah. in, in outer space. Yeah. He left. Yeah. Brings him back and they're going to take crawl back to the center of the earth where he came from. Right. So the whole group of them now, they go down to the center of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, while they're down there, um, Superman's like imploring Samson to keep his hands off of, superman's girl as he totally, calls yeah, her yeah and samson he says he's a time traveler and he pulls out a newspaper with a headline superman dead and then says that she won't be his girl for long yeah she'll need a shoulder to cry <laughs> this on. guy's such a dick he's such a dick but like when he's he... got beautiful hair though and he's really handsome but he's such a dick like you just hate this guy but he's uh no, he's kind of cool. He's, he's not, strong he's, i don't know he's, he's strong he's... When, when he shows the headline it's written by clark kent yeah so i yeah. think like Superman knows something right there, right? Like yeah. he's seeing like, okay, well, yeah, that's the headline, but I wrote it. <laughs> so it could not be true. Oh yeah. You don't think so? No, I feel like this book has a lot of hope throughout it mm. that um, he's going to, he's going to escape this. He's going to figure yeah. it out. I mean, you're always thinking that, right? Because you're like, well, this is Superman. It can't end, you know, can't end with him dying. Yeah. So that's what, that's what I'm thinking. When I see that headline written by Clark Kent, I'm thinking, Maybe he loses his powers, but he's still mm. going to be alive as Clark Kent. He's just not Superman anymore. Superman's yeah. dead, but... I took it for what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it turns out, you know, that you're right. That Clark Kent writes that. Yeah. Right? So, um, but anyway. Well, well, yeah, we get to that. Yeah. So, Atlas has given Lois a necklace. She's wearing this necklace. <laughs> That he, he These guys are such dicks. They're such dicks, but at the same time, I like them. Like, they're no, so they're funny the and cool. They're, they're so great. They're great as two bros trying to pick up a chick. But it's like, this. they're the type of superheroes who there should be more of. Like, these guys who kind of abuse their power. Totally. Nobody, not everybody is going to have, um, like, the, what's the right word for it? Um, I don't know. The Su- empathy? Not empathy, but, like, Superman's got, like, he just... He understands his position. He understands his power. He understands what's right and what's wrong. And right. he understands what not to do with his power. Right. These guys are not like that. They're like, okay, we're super powerful. You're not. Like, we are good. But at the same time, we're going to 
have some fun. Yeah, they're not I mean, using it for evil, right? They're not no. doing evil things. They're going to help. They're being, but, also, but they're being dicks. Yeah, they're they're also above everybody else, right? So and they don't need to. Yeah, they're, they're making being, it known. Being dicks about it, like Atlas does here. He yeah. he steal he apparently stole this necklace. From something called the Ultra Sphinx. Of course. And so what happened <laughs> is... it to Lois. Yeah. Immediately, th- this Ultra Sphinx comes back. And it just appears there. And it's like um, it's like the classic kind of like um, sarcophagus of a, uh, right. of a, of a, a pharaoh, it yeah. looks like. Yeah. And he grabs the necklace off of Lois. And he says... I'm, I'm getting the feeling here that this guy has a real ominous voice. Oh, like totally. just the way he looks and totally. kind of the way yeah. they write the words. Yeah. But he says, return what was stolen and pay the price. Yeah. So this guy's not like, you know, let's cut a deal here. It's like, yeah. you return it and I'll punish you. And this is where, I mean, maybe you, you can go into it, but this is where Atlas is just like, ah, uh, yeah, this was the plan all along. We stole this and we didn't, we knew he'd catch up with us and we didn't think we could ever take him down. But Superman's here. Oh, so, is that the, yeah, I didn't pick up on that. The whole thing was that they wanted to, dra- like, they okay. wanted to lure him over to Superman so Superman could help oh, them defeat Oh, that's so great. That's why he put it on Lois. That's so, so great. Like, Superman will definitely help us out here. I would, I would totally be down with reading a comic series of Samson and Atlas. Yeah. If they, like, behaved this way. Oh, yeah. It would be so fun. Yeah. Just getting getting in shenanigans, you know. Yeah. Just like yeah. But anyways, the the Sphinx tells them that Lois now lives in a condition of quantum uncertainty. That's <laughs> so. It sounds so cool. Oh yeah, so, it's like she's she could be dead, she could be alive. She, yeah. It's sort of it's up it, to them. It's a, it depends on what happens next. That's right, and and he says she's it, both. That's yeah. right. Yeah, real cool, real yeah. cool term. Just quantum uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Neat. That's. Yeah, Morrison right there. Oh, yeah, his his big sci-fi yeah. ideas. I mean, like, half the things I read in this book I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> so, the Ultra Sphinx says, if they can correctly answer a question, she will live. And if not, she will die. Mm. Now, the question is, what happens when the unstoppable force meets the immovable object? Tough question. I had to read it a few times just to try to understand it. Forget about answering it. I'm just like, what does this even mean? Yeah. Tough question. Superman, he takes like two seconds and he answers it. And he says, his answer is, they surrender. So at first, I was kind of cheesed by this. I was like, well, what does that even mean? Seems like a cop-out. Seems like a cop-out. But the more I thought about it, what happens when the unstoppable force, Superman... Mm-hmm. We're going to call Superman the unstoppable okay. force. Yeah. Meets the immovable object, the Ultra Sphinx. Now, interchange those as you will. Yep. One of them is Superman. One of them is the Ultra Sphinx. What happens when that occurs? Superman says they surrender. Mm-hmm. He says, we both surrender. Right. Because what could come from a fight between two powerful characters like that? There can be no winner. Right. It's just going to be destruction, right? Yeah. So Superman says, look, basically he says... Let's both just surrender. Yeah. You get back what you want. We get back what we want. And that that works. Yeah. And another sort of great idea of how Superman would think. Right. Just yeah. instead he of wouldn't just be like, I'm going to barreling ahead. In. Yeah. Instead of like, let's fi- he He's always thinking like, let's figure this out where we don't have to destroy each other. Exactly. That's always hit how, the way he looks at any, any problem. Exactly. So it's at this point where Superman is now like, 
obviously pissed off at Samson and Atlas. Oh, yeah. So, rightly so. So he agrees to the test of strength. Yes, yes. I, I love it. Yeah, So great. what's it going to be? Arm what's wrestling. It, it's an arm wrestle. An arm, test he agrees to arm wrestle. So we cut to him. What arm- bro's going to turn down an arm wrestle <laughs> exactly, as a test of strength? Exactly. So we cut to Superman arm wrestling them both at the same time. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, uh, it's great. <sighs> and then he breaks Samson's arm. Oh, yeah. Of it's course. It's so good. Samson's arm is all twisted backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Samson's looking at it in all sorts of discomfort. Yeah. And then and then Atlas is screaming in agony. Still arm wrestling. Yeah, lasts a little bit longer. A little bit longer. Still screaming. And then that page ends. And we get the next panel is Atlas. A picture of Atlas in the hospital, giving two <laughs> thumbs up with two casts on. <laughs> How did yeah. that happen? He got, broke, he got both his arms. He must he have. Bro- he must have done the old trick where he grabs both his arms onto onto Superman's hand to try to win with both arms. I Maybe, don't know. yeah. It could either yeah. be that, or yeah. I could see Superman breaking his arm and, and then be Atlas like, saying, again. "Again, let's go for the other." That I can beat you bad. with the other arm. That was my bad arm. He breaks that arm too. <laughs> But I love that he's so giving good. thumbs up. He's just it's like, so yeah, good, yeah, Superman broke both my arms. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh, man. So Lois's powers, they start to wear off. Yeah. They're kind of like sitting on top of a building. It's pretty cool. And she says she says the coolest things here. Um, again, this Grant Morrison writing is, is so good. Yeah. But she says that she can't smell the trees of Canada. Mm. She can't see all the gorgeous radio. And the stars have stopped singing like they used to. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful and totally. poetic. Like, yeah. how, how to describe kind of what Superman sees and yeah. hears and perceives. Like, oh my goodness. You yeah. really, he can really get it across. For sure. And that's like the number one thing I feel like this book is trying to do. Get across that like Superman is a feeling being. Yeah. And like, let's try to figure out what he goes through and try to figure out what it takes for him to be this Boy Scout hero. Yeah. He doesn't just... He's not just this hero because he is. Like, he's choosing every day to be this guy, and he's the greatest guy. Right. So this is another... Yeah, just just getting Lois to have the exact same powers and then come down from it um, is just a beautiful thing for him to write. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. So she ends up falling asleep, and uh, Superman just takes her to her apartment and puts her in bed. And then we get episode four. Cool. Good start to the book. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's first it's, three are rocking. Oh, really, yeah. really good. Yeah. These next couple of rocking. It, it just keeps going. Yeah, these they next keep, couple are rocking, too. Oh, most of them. I know I said there's a couple I don't like, but other than a couple, everyone is so neat. And they're all very different from each other, too. Definitely. Right? Yeah. But, but still, they're carrying this kind of ongoing thread through the story. And I think what keeps them really interesting is they're not all just like, okay, Superman's dying. Let's do one great thing. Then the next one's like, let's do another great thing. Like, there's a lot of tension in these books a lot of stuff happens that he didn't plan for yeah and he's got to deal with Mm -hmm. so now we have jimmy olsen good old jimmy good guy he's getting a tour of the dna project headquarters yes after being dumped yeah lucy he got dumped yeah because he was the worst dressed person yeah in metropolis when he uh because he was doing a day in the life of and he was being some i don't know homeless guy from yeah <laughs> some, yeah i yeah. can't remember exactly what it was but he got misunderstood there he got misunderstood got yeah. yeah 
but he's uh, he's walking walking the corridors of of Project DNA here, and he they 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 pass a door, big circular door, looks like it'd be hard to open. It does and it says do not open until doomsday, but uh, they they kind of like hurry him past and like no 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 don't worry about that. And they continue on to the basement where they're currently exploring the world of super heavy gravity. Hmm. So I think they said that this was something that was recently discovered to be hidden beneath the known structure of the universe. Right. And they're playing with it. Yeah. So smart. Yeah. <laughs> let's, Always let's a good it's a idea. Great idea. So uh, Jimmy, I don't know, he, he goes up high. Like it's like there's like this pool of liquid and apparently the super heavy gravity is, is in there. And he goes up high to like this perch. Yeah, I don't know like a catwalk or something. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if he's like trying to take a picture or something or what, but catwalk starts to break. You think that the, at least the catwalk and like the structure above, or maybe the super no. heavy gravity had something to do with it. Yeah, there was a machine that was higher than them that was that was kind of reaching into it and and trying to pull something out. Yeah, and as it was trying to pull something out, it was being pulled down, okay. and it's what it, it like collided with the catwalk and started to break it yeah so the catwalk breaks jimmy starts to fall but before he lands in the pool uh superman comes to save him great superman he's always there to save the day good guy really good guy he's dying but yeah still a a great guy yes very sad really good the saddest yeah it is very sad that he's dying now but he comes and he pulls he goes in and he actually pulls the super heavy gravity out of the pool now, it turns out this is something called black kryptonite. Sounds bad, Tim. It does. Sounds real bad. You, you didn't know there was black kryptonite. Did I didn't. You? I didn't know either. I didn't know. I only know of green kryptonite. Yeah. But he he's saying, Superman's saying that it's a radioactive fragment of his home world. Mm. And uh, Superman should not be in contact with this. Yeah. But he says he's feeling fine. Yeah. I mean, that's what you'd say, right? That's, that's what you always say. You always say, you know, I'm good. If you're watching a zombie movie and someone's been bit, they're always feeling fine. That, that's right. That's <laughs> right? that's really that's really true. Yeah. Anybody who gets bit, they just, just go right to that. Feeling fine. Yeah. Or the guy who's had like a few too many drinks. Like, right. Are you yeah. okay? Yeah. I'm good. I'm feeling fine. I feel great. <laughs> ah. So this, it gets really, really cool here. This is another, I don't think I've seen this before either like this technique that they use here but superman's speech bubbles start changing color yeah as we're reading they go from white and they start changing to darker shades of gray until his speech bubbles are black yeah with white text yeah rather than the opposite so you know something's going on something is up so what we know for certain is black kryptonite changes word bubbles in comic books yeah we know that's that. What we know. <laughs> that's, that's what we know that's for we, sure. That's what we know for certain. <laughs> Rush or any other effects. We don't know anything else it does yet. Because Superman's feeling word, fine. Yeah, word, right, but the word fine. bubbles yeah. are not. I mean, he's gripping that table real hard, but he's feeling <laughs> fine. I like in that moment where Jimmy Olsen's like, you okay? And he's like, what? It's just a table. Yeah. What do you mean am I okay? <laughs> he broke a table what in do half. You, what do you care if I'm Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so then Superman, he starts to get very angry. Yeah. And then you can see him fight it for a second. He yeah. like kind of like reverts. And it goes and back like to gray. It, but then quickly again, it's all yeah. black. And he's pissed off. And he starts eye blasting at Jimmy. Like, it doesn't take much. I think no. Jimmy says one thing and, yeah. and he's trying to kill him. So Jimmy, he screams out to Project, uh, to DNA Project. He screams out, red emergency. Yeah. Uh, bad. That must be bad. Must be bad. Right? Red yeah. must be bad. Now... 
Apparently, Superman helped create three anti-Superman weapons. Right. Just in case yeah. he ever turned on the world. The first one was kryptonite-powered, so it's not going to be effective here. Right. The second one is a hidden phantom is a hidden phantom zone cannon, which is on its way to firing. So it's like prepping. It's like coming out of its yeah. containment area and it's getting ready to fire on him. And the third, which we find out because Jimmy Olsen comes running with it to Superman. Now he somehow got behind that door. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Behind the don't open till doomsday door. So we find out that the third weapon is another super serum, except it's from Doomsday. Mm -hmm. So he takes it, and then we get the weirdest fucking looking creature. Totally. We get a mix of orange-haired Jimmy Olsen and yeah. Doomsday. He's like halfway there, right? He's, he's not like fully. No. He's like still, you can tell he's got some Jimmy Olsen in him. Like, it, it looks so weird. He looks weird. He looks man. weird. Like I would not be afraid of him at all. Yeah. But anyways, they start fighting. Yeah. And Doomsday's winning. Yeah. He's winning. This is kind I of, love that. Yeah, this is kind of uh it's it's an amazing character uh piece for Jimmy Olsen. This is a tough thing to do, to choose to do. Sure, yeah. Like I hadn't considered it that way, but yes, yeah, so Jimmy Olsen really looks up to Doomsday Superman. yourself to save Superman because the other thing was the the Phantom Zone cannon. Totally fine. You could totally do that, but he said, "No, we can't do that. We can't send Superman to the Phantom Zone. We got to figure out what's the other way. We got to do the other way." Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I like about it is that we have this new Superman who's got all these powers, mm -hmm. but Doomsday still wins. Yeah. Because that's what Doomsday does. Doomsday kills Superman. Yeah. So it's like this this idea that cannot be denied. Right. Right. Yeah. So we get that again here, cool. and I, I think it's so neat. Yeah. So he, Superman is about to get killed. This evil, this evil Superman. And then he realizes that, like, he can't die here. He realizes this, like, this isn't my time. I can't let this happen. And I think at an internal level, he fights off the black kryptonite. Yeah. Like, he calms it down so that he won't get killed there. Yeah. Yeah, he pulls himself out. He starts, really neat. He, start, he sort of starts to, like, beg, right? Just be like, no, stop. Like, don't do yeah. it. And yeah. you wouldn't expect that to come out of yeah. this Superman. Yeah, so kind of immediately after Superman kind of gives in and, and he's slowly starting to come back to normal, uh, Jimmy Olsen also comes back to normal mm. because his serum was super short acting. And they say that was because if it was any longer, Doomsday would actually take him over completely. He'd be stuck in it. Like yeah. that's, oh man, that's so it's mean. Very I, just, cool. I love how yeah. they bring Doomsday into this and show how powerful Doomsday is. And it's weird because like in this comic, you wouldn't expect there to be a episode that is, you know, Superman being taken over by something, Black Kryptonite, and not doing anything heroic. He does nothing heroic in this. Right. Well, he saved Jimmy Olsen earlier. Um, but it's this whole episode spent on stopping uh, Superman that's gone bad. Yeah. It's really neat. Yeah. We just wouldn't expect it in a Superman tale where he's going to be dying at the end. Yeah. And, like, really, if you look at it, it, it is, this is like a story kind of of the death of Superman. Yeah. So let's bring Doomsday into it. That For makes sure. sense. Yeah. But Doomsday, his kind of his purpose is the opposite here. His purpose is to save Superman, right? Yeah. Maybe that wasn't his purpose, but that's that ends up being what happens. Is yeah. Doomsday here saves Superman rather than killing Definitely. him. Definitely, yeah. Really, really neat idea. Yeah. And like like I said before, Jimmy Olsen, like a friend. 
So how do you really know the effect of someone after they've passed? Talk to their friends. Yeah. And this is a guy who would lay it down on the line to save his friend. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's amazing. All right. Well, I'm super excited and amped up. I think I need to calm down a little bit. Yes. I need to get another beer. Yes. Yes. Calm, calm it down, Tim. (laughs) So I think this is a good spot for us to take a break. Sounds good. We'll be back right away. Time for break. Okay, let's get into episode five then. Oh, but right right before we get into five. Yes. My favorite part of four happens at the end of it. Yeah. Where Jimmy comes back to Lucy. Yeah. And she's watching like the Doomsday versus Superman on the TV. Oh, is she? And she's just like. I never saw that. Yeah. And she says like, oh, Superman is just kicking Doomsday's ass out there. Like oh, nobody even realizes that Doomsday is winning that fight. Like, they just assume when they see Superman on TV that he's winning the fight. Right. It's so great. So what is that? Like a... What was she watching? She's watching the news. Like, they're they're reporting on the news. And, like, Doomsday wins that fight, (laughs) right? right? 100%. And she's watching the news. And she just says, oh, I'm just watching, like, Superman kick Doomsday's ass again. Like, totally, yeah. No one's even paying attention. They see Superman on the screen. He's the greatest. He's winning. Like, I love that just common perception of him that he is he's the best he's the man that's funny it's it's what the people of the world feel about him yeah love it it's what i feel about him it's what i feel about him too this book made me love superman i will admit i was one of those people who said superman's too powerful so he's boring really i admit it how dare you how dare i i mean how dare you say that okay i was young it was years ago mistakes It it was over a decade ago i was a young kid saying superman's boring that man's cool i'll let it go i have never loved superman more than this book agree 100 my favorite superman book hands down i like him he's a good guy um my other i guess my second favorite iteration of him would be in the justice league cartoon oh cool with the original yeah justice league couple of seasons he's really good it's a good cartoon yeah it is really good Mm mm-hmm but book-wise, this is, this is the best. Great character. So let's get into five. Mr. Lex Luthor is on trial and is sentenced to death by the electric chair. Tim, another great episode. Yes, this is a, oh, another this is a great, great episode. I think up until this one, I was just having a lot of fun with this book. And then when we hit this one, and as I was reading it, I was like, Okay, this book is something really special. Like, there I agree. is something really this is the one. amazing going on. Yeah, because the, this is the relationship. Like, the, the, the Lex and the Superman is kind of the key, right? The key relationship yeah. of this book. And it kind of lands a little bit in the middle. And everything, you just get into, like, sort of Lex's mind here. Everything he thinks about Superman. Yeah. Um, and it's there's just some great dialogue in this. It's great, but it's not a story about Lex and Superman. Well, true. It's a story about Lex and Clark Kent. True. So Clark is sent by the uh, newspaper to go and interview Lex in prison. And just before you carry on, how great does Clark Kent look in this book? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that because that's one of the things I wanted to talk to. They draw, like, like, uh, quietly draws him so slouchy. Yes. And, like, Superman... He's, like, fat. Yeah. Superman is, like, a tall, 
muscular guy. Yeah. But if he slouches and he wears oversized clothes, he looks like he is a bigger guy. Right? He doesn't look yeah. like that. It doesn't look like that's muscle. It right. just looks like that's been from sitting on the couch too long. Right. Well, the it, way, the way quietly draws him even as Superman is not like really muscular and like ripped. It's he's large. He's thick. He, he's thick in the arms. He's thick in the chest. But if you just move that chest mass down to the stomach, he looks like this big fat out of shape dude. Definitely. And that's what quietly does with him. Yeah. So it's like he's just distributing superman's mass in a different way to make him look like this big oafish bumbling idiot something that you can really only accomplish this well in a comic right you can't do this on screen no you couldn't do this you can't, you can't really do this on, like he looks like a different completely different person yeah there's no way anyone would think no. that he is superman with how he looks in this comic because you're always and, thinking like oh the glasses people just don't yeah. recognize him with the glasses Nobody would have a second guess that he is super... No one would even think about it. He's always tripping and falling down in this book. Oh. It's so good. He'll trip over any wire. His tripping and falling down is amazing because every time he's doing it, he's saving someone's life. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've noticed it. Yeah, he does He'll do that. run into somebody yeah. who's crossing the street right. and that person will be like, what's the big idea? And yeah. he will save that guy from something right. falling on his head. So, so he's doing things as Clark oh, that Superman would do. It's amazing. But trying to keep it hidden. That's what this this story is about. Yes. That, that's There's a whole bunch of that in this one. So yeah. um, carry on. I, I, I'm not going to carry on, okay. actually. I want to talk a little bit about Quietly's work in this because Perfect. we haven't touched on it no but it's it's really really good this is this is probably i'm gonna go out on a limb and say you really like this art i love it because this is the opposite of kind of what you call uh the marvel house style i know this is dc but you you call it the marvel house style yeah where it's like super ripped characters uh really detailed images now i like that type of art we talked about that in one of our episodes but you don't now this is a lot looser it's a lot more kind of flowing pencil, um, really, really detailed still, but not super detailed, right? Like kind of like what is needed is there, yeah. but there's not a whole lot of extra stuff thrown in. You're there's not unnecessary right. kind of fluff in there. Yeah. The details aren't in the uh, bodies and, yeah. and like pe- the people, the details are in like the things that are in the scene mm-hmm. and maybe the facial expression. F- definitely facial That's where the lines are. That's where the details are. Um, you're, you're dead right. This is, I love this art and I love quietly. I mean, he also has kind of a, like there's a, there's sort of a little bit of an anime feel in it as well. Like just slightly, but a little like bit, slightly. Little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, just sort of the, I think kind of the softer pencil looks, but it's a real kind of basic and, and almost, I want to say normal looking artwork. Mm-hmm. Where you'd look at it and you you wouldn't really be blown away with with any of it, but it's a style, and you know it's his style, and I I love it. I love it. I th- there's so many like whenever he gets a full page, he really uses it. Like every time there's some sort of full page, like like Lois and, and Superman kissing on the moon, I want to rip that out and put it on my wall. Like every <sighs> full page looks beautiful. His, oh my goodness, his full page shots are are amazing. Yeah. Super, super good. I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like I'm downplaying this at all. Yeah, I love it. I love. I love looking at it, and I think it fits for Morrison's writing far better than the house style would. Like, I, yeah. I think. I think Morrison. I think he picked quietly for a reason because his art would be able to convey his story 
better than anyone else. And they've done a lot of things together to this, like up to this point. And a lot of the other books they've done, they've done uh, All New X-Men, they've done uh, We Three, which is a book about... Um, Some animals. Animals, yeah, who get sort of like uh, genetically engineered, basically, yeah, to be weapons. Um, those books quietly fits really well with Morrison because he's doing, he has some wild ideas and quietly can do these just amazing, amazing small panels, like the detail he can fit into a small panel. So like in we three, you'll flip the page and there'll be just like all these tiny panels. And it's just like this wild thing that you're not really expecting. Sometimes it looks like a character's walking from a panel into another one. Yeah. It's just like all this great stuff that Morrison would have like, an idea for, or, or even quietly would have the idea that this is how this transition should happen. Yeah. This is a little more like superhero. Okay. Let's keep it in the panel. Like let's keep things yeah. straightforward. Um, but I definitely understand why I picked them. They've done some great work up to this point. Yeah. And I, I read some comments that quietly would get the story from Morrison, but then Morrison would have pages of notes explaining how he wants that story to look. And, quietly would just read it and hang his head in despair just trying to figure out how am i ever going to get that on a page what's that going to look like how am i going to do this you never feel that in the book everything feels so natural so you know hats off to to quietly for his art for sure yeah morrison is definitely a guy who uh, i've seen a sort of a a couple notes from morrison to artists he tells them exactly how he wants it to look other uh writers just submit the script and they let the artist kind of come up with however they want it to look. And then they have back and forth after that, if it's not what they want. But yeah, Morrison likes to give details like very collaborative though. Like he wants to hear other, other sides. Um, I think it has to be that way though, because Morrison's ideas ideas are so intricate that, that if you don't, if, if they're not shown the way that he means them to be shown, it's not going to be tight. It's not all going to be together. So yeah, let's be fair. The guy comes up with the ideas when he's taking drugs. Right, so, exactly. It's something the, so he, has, he has vivid ideas. It's something from the that. mere sober mind cannot come up with. That's right. So he needs right. to detail them he has and a process. tell exactly how he wants it to look. He has a process. I applore, applore him. No, applaud him? We applaud him. We don't applaud him, right? That That's a bad thing. I don't know. Google it. Let's applaud him. <laughs> I know applauding is a good thing. Yes. It's like this, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So let's choose to applaud him. Yeah. And if applauding I, is good, then we do that as well. But Tim, if it's bad, we don't do that. I choose to applaud him every day. Yeah. yeah. He's a great human being. He is. He's wonderful. Okay, let's keep going. Clark is in the prison interviewing Lex. Right? Yes. So he's following him around the prison. They're kind of walking around from place to place. Not really going to get into what they're talking about. Like sure, the yeah. interview or anything like that, because we just don't have time for that. But they get to a common area where there's lots of prisoners. And there's this weird, another weird purple looking monster. This guy's called the Parasite. Mm. He's in restraints and he's being wheeled by some guards. And then, like, I guess apparently this Parasite feeds on energy sources. Yes. Which is a cool idea. So he starts screaming. He screams, power, more power than I ever had. And he starts getting huge. So I guess as he feeds on power, he just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Breaks out of the restraints. The guards are shooting tear gas. The room fills up with gas. And now we get such a fun part of the story here. It's basically this chase scene where the parasite is after 
Clark, because that's where he's obviously that's where he's getting the power from. Clark is running with Lex, trying to protect Lex and anybody else he can, but not giving away he that he's Clark. Superman. Yeah, he, he has, has to, to be still Clark. Be Clark. And it, so he's like, he'll push Lex in one direction and quickly like eye blast something. And then, you know, he's, he'll run into the smoke where no one can see him and he'll do something. You don't even know what he's done and he'll come back. He'll pretend he's like been affected by the tear gas. So he'll just be swinging his arms, but he'll be like knocking right. at people that are attacking Lex. Right. And yeah. they just go from room to room and the parasites yeah. chasing and killing things along the way and breaking through walls. And, and Lex, like Lex feels like he's, carrying uh, Clark around with him. Like, come on, like, keep up. We got to totally. get out of here. And I love, oh my goodness. I love the moment when the parasite first is walking by because Kent's like freaking out. Right? Yeah. Clark Kent's freaking out. Cause he's like parasite. Oh no, this is bad. I'm Superman. He's going to get all this energy. Yeah. And Lex is just like, what's wrong? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Clark, what do you do? Like, why are you so upset? You think he's going to walk by a toaster? Like yeah. that's not enough energy for him. Yeah. He's just getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. So he's got to also like, not let anyone know where this power is coming from. Right. He's got to get out of there. And Luther kind of alludes to it. He's like, like yeah. where is this? Where is this guy? What's this guy feeding on? Totally. Off? He's like, like where is all on this here? power coming yeah. from? That was cool. So eventually the parasite gets too large for his own good and breaks through the floor. Well, no. Well, Lex, Lex shoots him a few times first. But, no, but Clark. Oh, makes, did he do something? He makes the cave-in happen. Yeah. Oh. He's pushing on a wall. Oh, okay. He's push. I, I, I look back to... Because I was pushing, looking and yeah. I couldn't see him he's doing it. He's pushing anything. on a wall to make the cave-in happen. Okay. But it makes Lex think that he did it by yeah. overloading the parasite. Right. Because yeah. Lex shoots him with a few bullets. Yeah. And then Lex says that the additional weight of the bullets must have caused him to break through the floor. <laughs> totally. And um, there's some... some like other prisoners there in their cells and they're yelling at Lex. They're like, prove your leader. Totally. <laughs> like, get this guy. So Lex just goes up and starts stomping on this thing yeah. that's fallen through the floor. Yeah. But I guess, I don't know. There's like pink juice flying up oh, everywhere, yeah. but yeah. I don't know if the fall or, you know, Lex I think he's kicking. Did I think it, he boots thing, in his head. Yeah. You think so? I, I think so. I yeah. think the fall crumbled some, uh, some of the floor on top of him, he couldn't yeah. move, and I think Lex finishes it. Yeah. I like how Lex is like super ripped in yeah, this he's comic. Big in this. Like this isn't a normal Lex thing. Yeah, up until this point, like I, I think he's really just like the guy who puts his mind to things. But it's like, why wouldn't he put his mind to also working out and being like as physically strong as he possibly could be? Right. I like that he's super short, but like really stocky, yeah, real big. Yeah. So we go back to Lex's cell with Clark, and Lex lifts up a floor tile. And he's got a staircase going down to a cave, yeah. down to like some red water area yeah. where his niece is waiting with a boat to take Clark away. Yeah. And he's just it's like, like you could have escaped yeah. this whole time. And it's he's so like, cool. oh, don't worry, I got it handled. Don't yeah, worry about it. I yeah. love it. It's like some people try to dig tunnels and he's got this whole cave system down there. Yeah. It's so neat. <laughs> that leads out. Yeah. Like, it leads you out. You can escape at any time. Yeah. His niece is waiting there with a little boat. Yeah. Okay. Episode six. Superman... Has a super dog. Ah, uh, Crypto, right? Crypto. Crypto's the best. So fun. So Clark and Crypto are playing together. These are great pages. Great pages. Clark, he's probably like, probably mid-20s, I'd say here. So he's not like a kid. But... Yeah, this is a flashback. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, flashback. He rips off like a full-size tree. He just breaks it out of the ground. Right. And throws it into outer space. They're playing fetch. And they're playing fetch. And Crypto goes after it. And then he goes after Crypto. And they're playing like... 
laser eye tag through the asteroid field. Right, yeah. And then the two of them are sitting on the moon looking at the Earth. That's one of those time. full page yeah. layouts where it's just, Beautiful. it's it's mostly moon, a little bit of Earth, and then tiny, tiny, tiny is Superman and the dog yes. right at the bottom. Really, really nice. Another great thing that Quietly does, he can pull way back on a scene. Yeah. And he does that a lot here. He does here. it really well. He'll be really like up close, and then all of a sudden they'll pull way back, and you see yeah. everything going on. Then he'll pull back in, and now you know where everything is. Like, you know, you know where all the people are in this scene. Yeah, his way back polls yeah. are amazing and, it, like including crypto here is just fantastic morrison like loves animals okay i on my bedside table right now the comic i read before i go to bed is animal man by yeah. grant morrison mm. and it's about like a a hero who can tap into animals powers around or like animals abilities around him okay. and make that his own power so if a bird is close by he can fly cool and when writing that comic grant morrison was so in tune with like this hero and, and and like how he needs animals in the world to be able to function and be a hero that he became a vegetarian. Oh, like wow. he gets so into his work yeah. that he's just like, yeah, why, why would I eat animals anymore? Like if this guy needs it, if this guy's a hero and he needs animals, I need, I need animals around too. Yeah. And from that day on, he never ate another piece of meat. <laughs> so he's just, yeah, he's, he, it's great that he got crypto into this story. Yeah. yeah good for him. And another sort of man and his dog, right? Yeah. This is another thing where it's like, yes, Superman's an alien, but he lives on Earth and he grew up on Earth. He's he's a man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So after they're done playing, they come back to Earth and they find out that his dad, Jonathan, has hired three new farmhands. <laughs> now, the, I know why you're laughing because... I, just you picture what these guys look like. They look like the weirdest bunch of fucks you've ever seen. It looks like the circus just rolled into town. One of the guys bandaged up like a mummy. One of the guys bandaged all the way up <laughs> like, his entire head. These, if you could draw three guys who you would never hire <laughs> to help you on a farm, it would be these guys. But Jonathan's just like, yeah, yeah, we need some help. He needed help, so he hires them. But I mean, something is clearly up with these. Something dudes. is up. So it's it's kind of fun that we know that there's something going totally, on here. Yeah. But then, here, classic Morrison, he hits you with the reverse. So who are these three guys? These three guys are supermen from different times. Yeah. And they've come here to try to stop this creature called the Chronovore, who apparently is able to, like, he takes, he can, like, take time away from you? Like, I don't know. There's a time where Superman's fighting him and... He ages anything yeah. he touches. Yeah. So anything. So like, there's like this picture of him flying through the field and all the field behind him is dying. Right. So he like, whatever yeah. he touches just ages. Ages super But also fast. like Superman is fighting him and loses a bit of time. Well, that, that's, that's what we're going to say yeah. here. So these three Supermans have come to stop Chronovore. Yeah. But they're on our Superman's planet. Yeah. So Superman wants to help. And while a couple of the Superman are off fighting this thing... The kind of like that looked like the leader of the, this group of three, the least weird looking guy. He um, he's like trying to hold Superman back. He's like, no, no, don't worry about it. We got this. And then Superman says, you know, no, you know, this is my planet. I'm gonna help out. And Superman actually like kind of violently like fights the other guy off so he can go help. Yeah, Crypto gets him actually. They're 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 wrestling. That's, oh, that's right. Yeah, they're wrestling. They're fighting, and then Crypto comes Crypto in and hits knocks the him away. Other yeah. Superman, and then our yeah. Superman goes off to fight. But what? Um, I guess what that super, that Superman who was trying to hold him back says is that no 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 like he's saying it to himself but it's too late right yes yeah. super, Superman's gone he says it to himself he says what you don't understand is that anything Chronovore touches will age and you will lose three minutes of your life right. fighting him right 
And what happens is in that three minutes, his father, Jonathan Kent, suffers a heart attack. Yeah. And Superman is un- unable to save him. Yeah. So if he hadn't engaged, right. it was almost like the, these Supermans were trying to prevent Jonathan from dying. Right. But they weren't able to stop Superman. Yeah. Right. And because of that, Jonathan dies. So yeah. If and Superman it, hadn't have gone into this, sorry, I'll let you talk in a second. Yeah. If Superman hadn't have gone to help, he could have saved Jonathan. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's not just that when you fight, you lose three minutes fighting. Right. It's that that three minutes is just gone. Like it yeah. skips forward. So yeah. he wasn't able, able to hear. Right. It his, skipped his, over that. Yeah, he part, wasn't able to hear his father's heart, heart like slowly stop. Yeah. So he wasn't able to go and in any way save him. Yeah. So then three new supermen appear out of like a time portal or something. Um, looks like the leader is completely gold. And Superman, our Superman asks him which one of his descendants is this guy. And this guy laughs mm-hmm. and then just thanks Superman and says that this was another... Of the legendary 12 labors. Right. So did we mention at the beginning that he had 12? We didn't. You may have. Let's just mention it again that. <laughs> no, I think we did. But anyways. So, if we haven't. If we haven't. There are 12. He's told that there's. Does someone tell him there's 12? I think he's saying it to himself. This is the part that I'm was a little, it was a little confusing for me while I read it. Yeah. But when you get later on into the story, you realize there's 12 labors that he must do before he dies. We don't even see them all. It's just, it's just things that need, that, that are going to happen. Yeah. No, we don't, we don't see them. We somehow know in the book that there's 12. Yeah. There's 12. It might like be legendary right, acts. It might be right here that we learn it. Maybe. Maybe. So, okay. So anyways. There's 12 legendary acts that he has to accomplish before he dies. Yeah. And it's kind of like, this is like, I don't know if it's written in prophecy, but it's more like they have already happened. Because you have like time travel in this book, They're from the future. They're from the future. So they know that Superman did these 12 legendary acts before he died. And this was one of them. We don't really, at one point, it's coming up soon. We get to know kind of where he's at with those, but all right, let's keep going. That gold Superman gives him a gold flower, an indestructible gold flower and he says it's from new krypton so that's news mm-hmm. right so there's a definitely a new, a new planet of krypton yeah okay episode seven well something very important in episode six what that the superman that had his head wrapped with all the bandages uh, yes is this superman he had traveled to that time with them to see his dad one more time Oh, he okay. talked because the wrapped head Superman was talking to Pa yeah, yeah. Kent. Yeah, when uh, when this Superman was fighting and losing those three minutes, hmm. this wrapped head Superman was the one talking to him and got that last moment with him, got sort of the dying moments oh, with him. Okay, and oh, so that's he, nice. yeah, he took off his bandage right at the end and he thanked them all for being able to take him to that time. Okay, beautiful, beautiful moment. Like yeah, as he nice. figures out in his last year that he's going to be dying, he'd like to go back and talk right. to his father one more time. Nice. Um. So yeah, so he employs those supermen of the future to hmm. take him there. Oh, very cool. And that's why his head had to be bandaged up. That's why he sure, looked, that's why he he looks looks so weird. Like, yeah, because yeah. he looks exactly like yeah. Clark. Yeah. He should have just put glasses on. <laughs> right. Isn't that what they do? <laughs> right. <laughs> bandages. Okay, episode seven. This is the one I don't really like or have too much to say about. It's this one and the next one. Is it Bizarro? It's Bizarro. It's because it's hard to read. It, it is. It's so hard to read and understand. It's and I'm to. sure 
there's a lot of like really deep and interesting things going on in here. And I wish I could pull them out or explain them to people, but I can't even reread this because it's so difficult because most of the stuff that's being said is being said backwards in a way, like all the, the people on this bizarro planet, they speak in a way that you can't even really understand. Like you'd have to sit down and dissect every word bubble and try to figure out what they're talking about. So I don't want to get too much into it, but I can go over the stories real quick. I'm fine with that. Okay. So Superman has landed on a square earth while fighting a creature in space. Mm -hmm. Now this square earth is apparently this bizarro planet where everything's kind of like reverse or backwards. And this, it's kind of funny that it's a square earth. Like it's a flat earth. Like there's, it's there's, there's, an earth in a cube. Yeah. There's some great stuff in here. There is some neat stuff, but apparently this cube earth, which is a lot smaller than normal earth, it like will suck the life and energy out of a planet. So it's it's like like, an eater of planets kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a lot of stuff in here. I didn't even understand. I found myself going back and I'm like, well, why did this just happen? And I, I couldn't even pull out like why something happened. But anyways, there's a square earth. It's coming towards round earth. Um, so Superman goes to this square planet and there's like this bizarro Superman Mm -hmm. who starts to fight regular Superman. He looks like a zombie Superman. Yeah. Who is like a classic character. Bizarro is a classic character that has Superman's powers, but is sort of the opposite of Superman. So that's why he speaks opposite. Okay. Um, what quietly does here is make them look like zombies, which is not what he looks like classically. Okay. Um, which is cool. That's cool. He looked cool. Yeah. So they start fighting, but the whole time this bizarro guy is like... You know, I don't want to fight you or I not fight you. But it, well, meanwhile, they're fighting. It's it's really weird. Um, anyways, we also meet a character, Zibaru. Right. Which is this more of a traditional Superman who is kind of normal, but he's stuck on this bizarre planet. That- so, yeah. So the idea here is a good one. I get what Morrison's trying to do. But the writing was too hard to kind of read. Mm-hmm. And I've been a fan. I've, I've liked a lot of bizarro Superman issues before um, where they're written a little more understandable. They only do a little lean on sort of the opposite talk because it's really hard to read the opposite talk. Yeah. Um, and especially in here where it's it's almost every single word. It is like you would have to. You'd have to spend a lot of time. A lot of time because there's so much of it too. Like it's just two issues of all of this backwards talk. I would love to listen to a podcast of somebody breaking down how these two episodes fit in this story because I'm sure there's a lot of really interesting stuff in here. I just didn't get it the first time and I couldn't reread it a second time. I think the main idea is that like I'll talk about the main idea now that we're done seven. Yeah, go quick on this one though. I don't want to spend too much time on this. So I just think the main idea is this Zibaro is a bizarro guy that has uh, more intelligence than the rest of them. He's able to speak the correct way. So he doesn't fit in at all with anybody. And he hates being there, though, because he he can't communicate with anybody. And he hates being there. This is the idea that Superman can't connect on the same level with anybody on Earth. But he doesn't hate being there. He loves it. Okay. So it's, it's again, Morrison trying to say, this is why this is the best guy. Because... Just put yourself in the situation where you are around nobody like you and you're around everybody that is, quotes, dumber than you. Yeah. He's he's the smartest being. He's the strongest being. And he still loves it on Earth. So it's just another thing to make Superman the greatest. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I like that a lot. So episode eight, the this square planet 
has somehow landed in some type of cosmic sinkhole and just disappears. Yeah. It's like, uh, okay. I don't know. I guess so. <laughs> so Superman and Zibaru are looking for a way to stop the planet from being destroyed, but they can't communicate with the people on the planet. So they have nothing, yeah. nothing they can do. Then this, this guy, the Yuza, the Yuza king, he's king of the Bizarro people. He comes to help. Right. He's like Bizarro Pa Kent, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Who is he? He's Bizarro like, oh no, no, no. He's Bizarro Jor-El. He's Bizarro like oh. Superman's real father. Uh, oh, he's Bizarro's father. The. Yeah. He's like Bizarro Superman's father, yeah. which is like Bizarro Jor-El. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, he just comes in like he's got, he's going to solve everything. And then yeah. he's just like, no one knows what this guy's talking about. Of course. It's like, yeah. Okay. So I guess Superman ends up figuring out how to talk to them. Yeah. And starts kind of talking to them in their language, getting them to help. But it looks like Superman is something with the planet or where they are is starting to affect them. And he's like rapidly declining. Yeah. Um, he's having trouble even getting up. He's sweating profusely. But basically what he gets these people to do is... By using a, like all the garbage that's laying around this planet, they build him a rocket yeah. that they strap him onto. It looks like, it looks like a barn silo. Oh, like yeah. A little barn silo oh, totally. on a stick. Yeah. Like almost like a, uh, a little firecracker, but it's big enough to hold him. And they strap him to that and they send him home. Yeah. And that's it. And we kind of. That's that one. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of think uh, back on Earth, they think he's dead uh, because they, they say that nothing's able to make it out of this whatever it was, this cosmic sinkhole yeah. and that Superman got sucked into it, whatever, he's gone. And he's been there for like two months. It is two months. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say that in the, this next one. So episode right. nine, we see Superman crash back on earth. Right. Um, and yes, gone for two months. So in his absence, two new Kryptonians have laid claim to earth yeah. as earth's protectors. Right. <laughs> it's super cool. It is totally. So th- what they're doing is they're using Kryptonian technology to fix things that are broken yeah so you'll see like a bridge a big bridge and it's got um it's mostly bridge but then on one end there's like this kind of like glowing blue structure yeah it's like crystal or something yeah Yeah. that they're using to reinforce it and lots of buildings it looks like there's been several fights oh yeah whatever they like they'll patch the building up with this like crystal yeah totally oh it's really neat it's just it's like another idea that it's like superman's not great because he's from krypton because here's some other heroes from krypton yeah. And they don't always make the right choices. They are apparently um, Krypton's first two astronauts okay. who got lost. Ah. It doesn't really explain why they're there now. Right. But that's their story. Okay. They, they got lost yeah. in space, cool. but now they're here. Now, they they throw some shade at Superman mm-hmm. because Superman was the son of a scientist. Right. Whereas they were, were like children of military. Yeah. So they're proud... They're like warriors yeah. and they kind of, they're in charge, right? And when they, when they say that to Superman, they actually like punch him in the stomach and they're like, you know, oh, F yeah. off. We're here now. We don't need you. So they start fighting him. They get really aggressive, punch him in the stomach. For no reason. Then they throw him into the moon and break the moon. But Tim. There's a huge crack through the whole moon. Tim. That's another one of those pullout yeah. frames from Quietly where you don't even see Superman. You see like a blast of air from where he was thrown. Yeah. And then the moon and it's cracked and like a big dust of cloud coming off it. Oh, so good. It's so good. And like, it's just like that. When I saw that moon cracked, I was just like, really? They're yeah. It's like a, they're going to crack though. Not just like a little crack. Like yeah. this cracks going around the whole moon. All right, let's see. What are you going to do with this? Yeah. What do they do with it, Tim? How do they fix the cracked moon? 
<laughs> it's one of my favorite parts. Oh, I know. They, they say the, the Kryptonians are like, don't worry about it. We'll fix it. <laughs> we got it. Yeah, they got it. We They'll got it handled. Patch it with some crystal. <laughs> but they don't patch it with crystal. Well, no, no, they don't have the chance to. Do you see what they did? They staple it together with the bridges of Earth. Oh, did they do this? Oh, they did? <laughs> they take, they take yes. the bridges of Earth yes. and they staple the crack together. Yes. Kryptonians won. <laughs> yes. Another, Human just a, zero. Another idea. Amazing. Of, yeah, what, what a superhero would do. They'd be like, well, you don't need this bridge. I'll go, well, we need it on the moon. <laughs> that was the, yeah, right. That was the band-aid fix until <laughs> they had the more time to use their crystal. Fix. That works, though. So they, uh, Superman, do they throw him? Yeah, they throw him back to Earth. And then he... They do, yeah. He do. smashes to Earth. Yeah. He quickly um, turns back into Clark. And he goes and he tries to hide. Yeah. He's getting he's getting his ass kicked. Totally. He tries to hide. And they come to the Daily Planet. And they're just outside the window. And it's like Clark and the group of people. And they're out there looking at him. This is a great part. And they tell him... <laughs> this is so good. They tell him to show his Kryptonian colors. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you hiding yeah. in this costume? Like, totally. Yeah. You know, because they know who he, they can see him or feel him or Definitely, whatever. Definitely, like, yeah. Are you really doing this? Like, <laughs> come on. But then um, before he can do anything, the female falls from the sky. Yeah. And just like, kind of crashes. Doesn't crash on the ground, actually. Superman catches her. Yeah. And then the other guy's like, get your hands off her. But it, it turns out Su- Superman's guess is that the two of them passed through a, r- a radioactive cloud in space and it's yeah. causing their cells to turn to toxic kryptonite. So they're starting to die. And they deteriorate really quickly. Yes. But Superman has a plan for them. Even though they've been huge jerks to him. Yes. They've been huge jerks. He thinks the only way to save them is to send them to the Phantom Zone. And they agree because that's like the only way that they can survive and be together is to go to the Phantom Zone. So he ends up sending them to the Phantom Zone, which is kind of cool because this Phantom Zone is where you send like all the worst criminals. Worst criminals, yeah. Right? So now you've got these two, these two super powerful yeah. Kryptonians who can go there and kind of be like, like police the, the totally. Phantom Zone. It's amazing. It's really neat. Like yeah. it's, it, it, it allows these characters to kind of have a real neat, happy ending for themselves. Like, they have a purpose. They, they have, have something to do there. That's right. They That's have... kind of what they were looking for. Like, they just wanted to help out on Earth. Yes. Now they can help out in the Phantom Zone. Just because they're sent to the Phantom Zone doesn't mean they need to be, like, prisoners there. Right. They're sent there, and they're actually going to keep those prisoners in line. Yeah, I yeah. love it. And the final, the final scene is them, like, hovering in the <laughs> yeah. Phantom Zone over all these people who look like they're just, like, criminals in, like, these white suits, and they're kind of turning their head and being like, uh-oh. uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh. that doesn't look great. All right. Episode 10. Okay. Superman is writing his last will and testament. Okay. So we're getting near the end. We are. Now, this is where we get him saying, as far as he can tell, he's completed seven of the 12 legendary super challenges. So he he says that here. Yeah. Now, in this story, this is where we get the classic Superman. Okay. That we're used to. In this story, he's basically running around doing Superman things. Definitely. He, He stops a runaway train. He's fighting a giant robot. He's trying to save this miniature civilization called Kandor. He stops someone from committing suicide jumping off a building. It's just... In like one page, so powerful, great moment. Yeah, it's really good. It's like, that's like what they said at the beginning of um, uh, the the creators of how they want to, like, they they, want to bring along what's already been done, but improve upon it, right? Totally. Like, like add to it. So this is... This is normal Superman work. This is what you get in, in the older comics and yeah. they bring it back here. It's really, and, and really like, prevalent. And when he just like, he leaves, uh, like he leaves a very 
like emotional moment with Lois to go save that that girl who's going to be jumping. And he says this right. like amazing thing to her, which is it, it's things are never as bad as you think they are. Yeah. Just like something so simple that can make someone just think like, yeah, you know, these things were they were really bad, but maybe they weren't as bad as I thought. Yeah. So that moment you're talking about where he leaves Lois, Lois at that point finds out that Superman is dying. Mm. So that's where she finds it out for the first time. But she's positive. She she trusts he'll find a way to, 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 to solve the problem. Right. She says there's always a way. Yeah. Which is what he says at the beginning of this comic. And he says throughout this comic, there's always a way. Whenever he, he yeah. faces a problem, he says there's always a way. Right. So she tells him this time, you, you know, there's always a way. Yeah. So this is where we get another super cool moment. So there's this, this civilization of Kandor. Like they're, I think something like Brainiac shrunk them down to like a minuscule size. So this yeah. whole civilization, like probably the size of a, maybe a province or country or something like that yeah. is in this little jar and everybody's super tiny and Superman has helped them in the past. So this group called the Candor Emergency Corps, they come to the, like the head council and they say they have a way to save Superman. Right. Really cool. So Superman continues doing Superman things. Uh, we see him go to see Luther in prison and he's appealing to Luther's good side. He's trying to like a last ditch appeal. Yeah. Luther spits at him. But then we cut right to this Candor team in Superman's body at a cellular level fighting the radiation that is like killing his cells. Totally. Yeah. They're, 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 they're just they're punching, punching cells. cells. <laughs> it's cool. Like we can't stop it. They're helping. But yeah, they say they can't yeah. stop it because there's just too many cells. Yeah. Like Superman is so packed with cells yeah. that they, they say we're, this was our idea. It's just not going to work. It's not working. So what does Superman do? He flies over to a children's hospital and sends them out to the children's hospital to save the children. He like cures cancer. He sends those kids into, or he sends those, those candors into yeah. cure the kids of cancer. It's, it's amazing. Genius. Yeah. It's genius. It's great. It's so cool. But there's one thing in this chapter that I thought was so awesome. And that is Superman has created something called Earth Q. Mm, right. Now he says. Yeah. He built a galaxy with an Earth in it so that he could study what a world without Superman would look like. Yeah. And at the very end of this chapter, you see a hand and a pencil drawing a picture of the original drawing of Superman. Drawing the Superman. In a, in a building that looks like whatever, yeah. just a downtown of, of, yeah. a, of a city. And he says something like, I think I've got it. I think yeah. this is the one. First read through, I didn't really get that. I kind of breezed past it. Second time, I breezed past it. And then I was like, wait a second. What is this? This is weird. And they allude to this Earth Q at the beginning of the episode, and then they kind of finish it at the end. There's a lot at the end. Yeah. yeah. There's a little at the beginning, nothing in the middle, and a lot at the end. So what this is, is this is an example of like in a Earth that doesn't have a real live living Superman, the idea of Superman is still going to be conceived and seen as a symbol of good. Yeah. So it's like, he's almost like he grew our earth. Yeah. Where there is no Superman. But what happens Superman when there... Will always come. Yeah. What happens on a planet where there is no Superman? He comes anyways. Yeah. In some fashion to inspire people. On a planet where there's no Superman, 
They'll tell stories about Superman. They'll come up with a story about Superman. You're Amazing. Right. He, he makes our planet, planet Q, Amazing. Earth Q is us. Just that little idea? Yeah. Oh my goodness. And this is another insight into Grant Morrison's head, who thinks that, really thinks that, superheroes exist. Right. And they have the ability to come save us from, you know, if, if our planet is dying, they can come and save us. But they are sort of hands off. And we tell the stories of super supermen um, because we need a hero. We need like, we need something, some higher power to guide our life. And right. for him, it is Super actually heroes. superheroes. Yeah. Like he, he grew up in a time where he had to deal with a war and had comic books. So to him as a kid, the reading about Superman was someone who could save him. Oh, I hope Superman comes and saves me from this war. Right. So like that is how he really feels. So this is amazing. Yeah. So episode 11. There's more? Two more chapters. That's not the end? That's not the end. Oh, what a mic drop. <laughs> yeah. Clark is writing an obituary for Superman here. There you go. So he's writing that obituary he's we saw that, before yeah. that Samson pulled out. And he's out. not dead, but he's writing the obituary. He's writing yeah. it. Yeah. Well, because he knows, right? He's dying. He mm -hmm. can't stop it. Nobody can stop it. So he's writing his own obituary. Totally. Luther is in the electric chair and they throw the switch and he gets fried. But. 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 He's not dead. No. Why? Because for his last meal, he wanted to drink a special cocktail. Yeah. Turns out the cocktail was another superpower serum that yes. he created that has given him 24 hours of superpower. Yes. So do you have more on that he created? No. So he stole it from okay. Superman. Okay. One of Superman's bots who was working on it, he hacked into. Oh, and right. Stole it from Superman. Right. Yeah. That's correct. So he is claiming that yes. he created it, but he did steal it from that yes. original Superman serum that we had way back in the second episode. Correct. We learned that, I think, in the next chapter, that one of his robots is kind of like it is, misfiring yeah. and he uh, the robot kind of comes clean. Actually, yeah, he says, and, ah, I, I, sorry, I yeah. gave it up to him. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. I deserve that's to right. die. <laughs> right. Yeah. I actually didn't connect the two, but yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay. So Superman... Um, in the meantime, is depressingly walking around the Fortress of Solitude with his robots. Totally. It's kind of sad. It's it just is, like yeah. He's showing all his robots how to care for the experiments and yeah. how to take care of everything and yeah. like when to turn this on, when to turn this off. And um, he says he misses his little sun eater. Yeah. <laughs> Who's gone now because he freed he, him. He out. let him go. He yeah. let him go out in space. Yeah. So then um, back to Luther, he breaks into his own hideout. Because he's got these superpowers now. Yeah. So he's like, he smashes the wall down. And he's, he's like, like, I just had to try it. I just had to do it. Yeah. And his niece is there. Yeah. Again, she's like his partner. And he explains to her that Superman loses his power under red sunlight. Right. So he's enrolled the assistance of a red sun. And it's like this, it's called a living solar computer. So right. it's like a sun, but it's a computer. Yeah. And it's like not the size of a sun. It's like maybe the size of a house. Yeah. Now, Superman, though, he has a special suit that he puts on. He's caught, right. he's caught wind of this because of that robot. I think he, he mentioned something about kind of knowing that something was up with the way this robot was acting. Totally. And so he's, he's got this suit now he's to prepared. protect him from yeah. the Red Sun. And Superman's heading out of the fortress, and he's going to go fight this guy. And this is another really nice moment. All his robots, he's got like maybe 30 robots there, 
And they all come up as he's leaving and they're like, we're, we're coming with you. Like, yeah. We will not let you fight alone. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he takes them with him. He's like, you know, I, I couldn't have asked for a greater group of Rohan Totally, yeah. <laughs> he leaves like one back to he just leaves one, yeah. Like they all come in the fight with him. Yeah, and they all start flying off towards the sun. Yeah. And there's this page where it's Superman and all his robots behind him. Yeah. This looked really weird. Did you notice his face? No. He looks just like Darkseid. Oh, interesting. Just like Darkseid. Yeah, weird. I don't know what... Why? I think it means... It's got to mean something. Yeah. For sure. Like, all this stuff in here means stuff to Morrison. Yeah. But, like... Definitely, yeah. His face is blue. He's got cracks oh, in it. Yeah, his yeah. eyes are glowing. Like, okay. it's Superman's face, but it's like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to, have to look into that, that yeah, for sure. Just thought I'd point that out. Um, so they get to this sun, and I love that Superman is just now using his robots as shields. He's yeah. like grabbed them, <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah. holding them in front of him to as like take the going, sun blast. Yeah, as he's <laughs> going into the sun. That's great. He yeah. like his um, compassion wore thin real quick <laughs> yeah, once he got right. up to that sun. Right. Hey, if they're coming into battle, they're coming into battle. That's what they're there for. Yeah, yeah. So then they're fighting the sun. All the robots are killed. Out of nowhere, who comes back? Who? The baby sun eater. The baby sun eater. What a great moment. It's amazing. This this sun eater he cared for has come back to help him. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. This got, something just got my eye. <laughs> uh, Tim, uh, Tim do you need me to carry on? Do you need me to pick up from here? Something flew in my eye there for a second. Uh, anyways, so the sun eater starts eating the sun. Yeah. Like engulfs the, the sun. sun. Yeah. But then the sun destroys the sun I eater. Know. I hated this. Oh, the sun something, eater. <laughs> something flew in my other eye now. I got <laughs> the, something in both eyes right now. The ah. sun eater's like tentacle. He's like a squid type thing. His tentacle limbs are everywhere. He's oh. burst. Oh, it's destroyed so it. But do you know what that did? What? That really pissed that off pissed Superman. pissed off he Superman. He flies right up to that thing and just starts pummeling it Start back to beating Earth. Beating it. Yeah, beating it. It goes flying back to Earth as fast as you can imagine. Crashes into Earth. Yeah. He... Is about to punch it again, give yeah. it like the death blow. The thing asks for mercy. He says, <laughs> "You'll live," <laughs> right. before delivering what looks like the death blow. And then we get like a pulled back shot of a city and a giant mushroom cloud in the middle. Right. Yeah. And then then you cut back to this thing and like it all it looks like all the energy's gone. Yeah. And like all the lights are off. It's like all blue or like it's lost its color. Yeah. So I don't know if he, if it will live. I don't know. But <laughs> I mean, if Superman said you'll live, it'll live. Yeah, I guess so. He, he tells the truth. So then Clark hurries back into um, the office to finish off the article. Yeah. But before he does, he falls to the floor, grabbing his chest. People around come and he's got no heartbeat. Yeah. And he's dead. Yeah. Sad. But that's not the end. What? There's another that chapter. Sounds like the end. Superman's dead. That's the end. Yeah. No, it says that there's a chapter 12 here. Oh, weird. Let's see what this says. I don't know if I read this one. Oh, I don't know if I did either. I closed the book after that. I <laughs> yeah, thought that was the end. And Superman said He dies. Close it up. So we start episode 12 and we're in a real strange place. Yes. I don't really know what this planet is. It's a strange kind of reddish planet. Yeah. And uh, we're there with Kal-El and Jor-El. Yeah. Okay. Now, Jor-El comes over to him and explains that Jor-El has been dead a long time, along with Kal-El's mother mm -hmm. and all of Krypton. Okay, pretty straightforward stuff. We know all that. Yeah. But then he says that Kal-El is also dead. Which okay, is how they're talking right now. This yeah. makes sense. Like, we just saw Clark die. Yeah. Now, Kal-El has rejoined Jor-El in some sort of an afterlife. Jor-El explains what this place is. He calls it a Kryptonian cell structure. 
and that Superman's body is undergoing a conversion to solar radio consciousness. And that he must uh, he must surrender to the process. He must right. let it happen. Now, this is neat, I thought. Jorel says that matter, energy, and consciousness can't be created or destroyed. Right. So it exists, yeah. right? It's just displaced into somewhere else. Very neat. I think this is really where we get into Morrison's thoughts on the yeah. afterlife. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I really think this is what he believes in sure, here. Sure, sure. It's um, a really neat idea. Yeah. It's really neat. He can't argue with, like... a someone's ideas of the afterlife either so so but interestingly enough though jor-el gives superman the choice to continue the conversion process or to face down evil one last time right which is another great idea of how people's heart could stop and then they can come back to life it happens all the time it does yeah right so this is morrison trying to figure out well how is that possible with my ideas on what the afterlife is how is that possible you get one last chance to decide if you would like to submit to it or if you would like to right go back one last time right yeah so clark decides to go back yeah superman would right he'd go back to stop see that's the thing stop if you knew, if you knew, and if you had the, if you knew that like after death, it's not over. Right. If you knew that like, oh, there's still this place and I can be with my family. Yeah. He still decides to go back to earth. Yeah. Like again, it's just how great Superman is. Yep. So Clark comes to back in the office and Luther's now there, super Luther. And Clark gets up, shoots Luther with a gravity gun. I don't know where he got it from. I don't know either. Had it in his jacket. I know. I don't know where he got that. (laughs) Luther gets flung out of the building. Yeah. Jimmy Olsen runs over to Clark with a Superman outfit and says, I knew it. (laughs) He knew. He knew this was Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Now, why he shot him with the gravity gun, the gravity gun is warping time. Right. It's forcing Luther's metabolism to accelerate, which in turn is speeding up this 24 hour power serum right because as we know from earlier when lois took it only lasts a day yeah so luther kind of rapidly loses this power right after that and superman two punches him and he's out yeah even though superman is like way weaker than what he was earlier in this comic as luther loses his power he's able to just defeat him easily yeah yeah so light is now starting to shine through superman's skin now, at this point, I'm not really sure where in the story they talked about this, but for some reason, there's something wrong with the sun, and Superman decides that he needs to go and save the sun. They, like, quickly mentioned it in this chapter. Yeah. They mentioned that, I don't know, the sun's blue. Oh, I could, okay. I something happened. I don't, I actually don't know either. Yeah. Something happened with the sun, and the sun is blue. I couldn't figure that out, but anyways... Yeah. You it get needs this, to be, like, restarted. It's, like, dead. Yeah. This real nice moment with Superman and Lois kissing one last time. Yeah. Before Superman just blasts off into the sky. Yeah, tough moment. And flies right into the sun. Yeah. And then we're back at project or the DNA project, uh, and we're shown a door with a backwards Superman S logo mm-hmm. that looks like a number two. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, so like, backwards cool and idea. upside down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, like, they've... Maybe they've figured out a way to... Right, because they've been working on another Superman, Superman yeah. but they haven't been able to crack it. Yeah. Um, but Superman was able to hand over his DNA before this this episode. Right. Um, so maybe they are able to crack uh, another Superman. Right. So that's about it. Okay. Quite the story. It's, it's quite, it is quite the story. Um, 
I like what they do with a lot of characters in this, obviously, with Superman. Um, what I really like, which is really prevalent in these last two episodes, is that Lex Luthor is a horrible person. Yeah. There's good people and there's bad people because Lex always claims that if Superman just wasn't around, he could put all his energies into saving the world. He could put all his energies into helping others. And so that time he spits in Superman's face, Superman says, like, I'm dying. You win. In my last month, do all that good stuff. Do all that stuff you said you would do. Yeah. And he spits in his face, right? right? And then he does this serum and he starts to attack Superman. Right. He thinks Superman's supposed to be dead yeah. at this point because yeah. he's timed it out. So he's just going to take over the world with this 24-hour serum he has. He's a horrible person. So even though he's claiming he's going to do stuff, there's bad people and there's good people. Yeah. Superman's good. Lex Luthor's bad. Right. So do you know anything else about that ending? I don't know anything else about the ending. I think I have my own ideas about the ending. Okay. We're running a bit late already. Oh, no. Yeah, but I've got something to share about the ending. Okay. And that gold Superman. Okay, that, this, is what I, this is what I thought. Okay. Then you're on the right path. Okay. So let me tell you about something called DC 1 million. Ooh. Have you heard of DC 1 million? I've heard of it, yes. Do you know what it is? No. Okay. In 1935, DC publishes their first monthly comic. And they continue to publish comics monthly. If you add up all those months up to today, they would be at roughly a thousand monthly publications. Okay. DC 1 million is a comic book crossover storyline that ran through several special issues of almost all of the DC universe titles in 1998. It was a future vision of what if the DC universe had published a million months of comics. Okay. What would issue or monthly issue 1 million look like? Right. The miniseries was written by Grant Morrison. Okay. Okay. Now. It's all coming together. Th it is. There's a character in there and it's the Superman character. Okay. He's called Superman Prime 1 million. What do you know? This is the Superman of the 853rd century. So Morrison had that character yeah. already back yeah. then. He'd already written about this character. Superman Prime 1 million is that golden character yeah. who gives Superman that golden flower. Yeah. Superman, in this story, goes to the sun and becomes like the heart for the sun. And apparently he helps the sun for something like 15 years okay. and then continues on. But continues on the path, taking him... To become this Superman Prime 1 million. Right. And that's so. why he laughs in that chapter that's where right. he says, who are you of my who, generation? Who are your descendants? And he just laughs. Because he, he is him. Because he's him. Yeah. So this is kind of a little bit of an origin story as well. Yeah. It's the origin story of Superman Prime 1 million. Right. Right. So Makes I have never Grant heard Morrison of this, wrote that. this stuff, this no. Superman Prime stuff, but no. it happened way back in 98. You know, I guess I wasn't really reading comic books back then, so I'm not surprised. Yeah. But. And I wasn't really big into DC. Yeah. I only really know Batman. Yeah. In DC, I don't know a lot of other characters. I know a little bit about Superman, but that's yeah. interesting. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Very cool. Okay, there's only one thing left to do. What would that be, Tim? What if 
What, did you forget? Did I you did. forget what it was? I did, yeah. You do What If every episode. Every single one? I think so. Not everyone. I think we do it every time. It's one of our things. All right, What If? Okay. DNA Project. Yeah. We're told they're on a mission trying to engineer a new race of superhumans in case anything ever happened to Superman. Right. What if DNA Project were the ones who actually killed Superman? They seem to always be around when he was getting into trouble. They're using his DNA to create serums and weapons to stop him. It's them that he's forced to save at the beginning, where he gets the solar radiation poisoning. They don't really seem to like him. What if all the work that they're doing to create a superhuman to take his place... And the weapons they've helped him develop in order to stop him, if he ever turned them turned on them, what if that was all part of their master plan to make him feel comfortable enough to even leave Earth with that radiation poisoning kind of being the final catalyst? Right. It's a sad story, Tim. Mm, it would be a it'd be a, a story of double crossing. Yeah. It would be a story of murder. Yeah. Of hatred? Of course. At least when of it's jealousy. Lex. At least when it's Lex, you know it's coming. They seem quite powerful. They seem to have yeah. a lot of power. I don't see them being the brains behind it. I could see him tricking them into helping out. We don't get a lot about them. We don't really get to see how I don't know, how smart they are. We don't get to see any of the, any of their plans. They're just kind of always there doing something. Yeah. What if behind the scenes, they were orchestrating things to get rid of Superman, but needed to have this disguise of this corporation that was helping, you know, so they could get close to his DNA and... I don't think it fits. No, I know it doesn't fit, but... Yeah, I think... Is is that... Do you think that's possible at all? No. Okay. I don't think it's possible. Okay. I think it's one man who hates Superman, and that is it. Okay. It's one guy who thinks that he is smarter and he can be better. And so he's his whole purpose in life is to destroy Superman. He's afraid of this alien who's on the planet with all this power. Yeah, the classic Lex story. You're, yeah, you're the classic Lex. Yeah. And I just, I, it just really fits with that. And I'm trying to wrap my head around sort of the whole organization that Superman is sort of on friend's term with, turning on him. And I... I can't, can't figure it out. Can't quite piece it together. All right. Well, that makes two of us. Yeah. Okay. Well, Dean, thank you. That was great. Great talk. Yes, Love it was. Book. Great book. Everybody out there, you need to read this book. It's so good. Yeah. We missed so much stuff, but we try to keep our podcast under two hours for the most part. So it's a great, please book. go and read it. It's a great book and it has like so much like rereadable value. Like yes. you, you, there's so much you can go back and read again. Yeah. Well, that's it for us. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll catch you next time. That's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as TalkBackPod or by email at talkbackpod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. 
All right, that's it. We're done.